Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. You see, God has a plan and a purpose for every Christ follower that's integrated into this larger scope of what he's doing around the world, bringing salvation to the world. He loves the whole world. Lost people matter to God. He wants everybody to go to heaven. And he is going to involve you and he's going to involve me just like he did his disciples to carry out that work. God has called us to step up. Does that scare you because you don't understand what he may have you to do or where he may send you? But what does Jesus tell us? It's not for you to know. These words need to be underlined and highlighted in our Bibles. We don't need to know the master plan before we do our part. The Bible doesn't promise understanding before, during, or even after a project. What kind of faith would it take you if you always knew the outcome of something before you started? We're to walk in obedience and then finish what he's called us to do. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 1, for part one of our message entitled, Step Up, Unfinished. for today is finished. Here's the first thing to write this morning. An action, an activity that has been completed. Now, if you will, in your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Dr. Luke wrote the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, and the book of Acts. Watch what he writes. In Acts 1, 1. In my former book, the Gospel of Luke, Theophilus, I wrote to, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. No, began, began to do and teach. Verse 2. Until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions to the Holy Spirit, to the apostles, the twelve disciples, that he had chosen. So Luke says to us this. In, in the Gospel of Luke, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see all the things that Jesus began to do. Toward the end of his life, Jesus was praying a prayer to his Father. And he talks about finishing all that he began to do. Look at this verse. You see it. John 17, 4. Look what Jesus prays to his Father. Father, I have glorified you on the earth. In other words, I've made you look good, God. I have finished the work you have given me to do. Well, what work did Jesus finish? What was he talking about? Well, there was a lot of things. Let me give you three this morning. Before Jesus came... 
people knew about God, people worshiped God, but they, they didn't really understand God because we've never seen God. So Jesus came down to the earth. He was fully God and fully man. He put skin on. And as he walked and as he dealt with people, people then begin to go, oh, that's, that's what God's like. You, you see, Jesus would say this, if you've seen me and how I deal with people and how I treat and how I pray and how I minister and how I do, well, you've seen the Father. So the first thing he finished was showing people what God was like. The second thing he did during those three years of ministry, he, he chose and he re, 12 disciples and he reproduced himself in them. He, and then he commissioned them to go and they would complete, take on the role of bringing lost people far from God back into relationship with God. The third thing he did, you know well. When Jesus went to the cross, he died on the cross. He took our sins upon us. He took your sins. That's the only way we get to heaven. He paid for our sins. It's a free gift. Some of you, as yet, at all of our campuses this morning, you've not accepted Christ. You're trying to work out your salvation. It won't work. God has to, is, is said to you, I paid for it. You just have to accept it as a gift. And I'll give you an opportunity to do that. So on the cross... As that work was almost done, he was going to die because the wages of sin is death. He said three words, you know the words. On the cross, he said this. Say it with me. Every campus, it is it is finished. What does he mean? What I came to do, the final thing, to pay for salvation for every single person in the world, it is finished. It's done. Now, when you begin to think about that, where does that put you? And where does that put me? Why in the world are you here? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2.10. Ephesians chapter 2.10. Now, when you get here, this is Paul speaking to us about your work, about my work as a Christian. Look at it. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared, watch this, in advance for us to do. In other words, before you were even born, God had a plan for your life. In that life are all these ventures, all these things, being a parent, being a good husband, a wife, a good employee, a workman, uh, being a good neighbor, uh, a million, all these ventures, God has already planned all those works for us to do. So, like Jesus, there is a goal for us. And would you write this down this morning on all of our campuses? Step up. Our goal is to finish what God has called us to do. You see, God has a plan and a purpose for every Christ follower that's integrated into this larger scope of what he's doing around the world, bringing salvation to the world. He loves the whole world. Lost people matter to God. He wants everybody to go to heaven. And he is going to involve you and he's going to involve me just like he did his disciples to carry out that work. Now, how the attitude that we have about finishing the work is huge. Watch what Jesus says. It's here in John 4.34. Look, then Jesus explained my nourishment. My purpose comes 
from doing the will of God who sent me and from, say it with me, and from finishing his work. So here's what I want you to write. Step up. We get purpose and fulfillment from doing what God calls us to do. You see, you will never discover purpose and fulfillment and meaning in your life by doing what you want to do. That's why Hollywood, we see it all the time. All these stars, we see it with business people that are billionaires. We see, and we see all these people going, well, I'm going to kill myself. I have 23 divorces. I have everything I want. Everybody looks at me, but I have no fulfillment. That's because they're trying to do their thing. You see, when we come to Christ, we want to simply step up, obey what God says for us to do, because that brings purpose and that brings meaning into our life. Now, I want you to think about that. This is exactly the lifestyle that Jesus was talking about. He said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. I I love getting up in the morning because I don't know what, I mean, I know what's going to happen. I got all kinds of stuff going to happen, but I don't really know what's going to happen. He said, I came to give you life and life to the full. You will never find it with the other stuff. We all do other stuff. That's fine. I was watching an interview yesterday, and it really impressed me. It was an interview that Mark Driscoll did out in Seattle. You know, he's a pastor. He was here uh, last year for a conference. And, uh, of course, you know, there's a little something happening today with Seattle. It's called a football game. And he had, I think, four, maybe five, four or five of the Seattle uh, Seahawks players and a coach. And he asked him this question in an interview. Who is Jesus to you? Now, you get a lot of weird answers from lots of people. But I was shocked. Every one of these guys knew exactly who Jesus was. And they just didn't know about him. They are all born again, full-on followers of Jesus Christ. I mean, this is the elite NFL team. The quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks said, and one of the other guys said this, man, we'd like to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's really something. And all of the guys said this. Yeah, that's, that's our, one of them was a coach. That, that's our goal. Well, absolutely. But they said this. Even if we do or don't win, the most important thing in our life is Jesus Christ. Now that's, that's a little different, isn't it? That's fantastic. See, they got it. Now, on the other side of the team today, so the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, is a full-on believer. I understand that the quarterback for San Francisco, Colin, is a full-time follower of Christ. God's up there going, okay. <laughs> Let me assure you, that is the bottom of God's list. Maybe not ours. But, but see, these guys, they even talked about it. We're at the place of pinnacle, strong Everybody knows us. They know our name. Everything, this afternoon, there's billions of people going to be watching. But that's not what life's about. They said life is about pursuing God. Yes. See, that, that's huge. Where are you this morning? What is in first place in your life? And so, as we go through the book of Acts... We see over the next 30 years, starting with the 12 and really the 11, then 120 in the upper room, that they ventured all over the world. And as they ventured all over the world, let let me share with you what happened. In those 30 years, right after Jesus went to heaven, his work was finished, he left the earth, he went to heaven, 
they were filled with the Spirit, and then over these 30 years, they went on ventures and ventures and ventures and ventures, Jew and Gentile all over the world. Let me show you what happened in those 30 years. The gospel spread to more than 32 countries, 54 cities, nine Mediterranean islands from Jerusalem to Rome in 30 years. I want you to think about that. No iPhone, no iPad, no electricity, absolutely no church buildings at all, no music, nothing on the radio. There is no radio, no TV. How did that happen? It happened the whole time. For those 30 years, what did those people do? They spoke one-on-one, sometimes to small groups. Never anything like this. They spoke, what happened? And there was something that was amazing in this 30 years. There, there, was a, there was a reputation of Christians. And I want to show you a verse. It's a reputation for Christians that's very positive, but the person saying this, it was negative. Watch what they say. Here it is in Acts. Take a look. The disciples and, and a group of people have moved into this city, and the, the, the people in the city hated them. Look what they say. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason, a believer, and some brethren to the rulers of the city. They brought them to the rulers of the city, crying out, These who have turned the world upside down have come to our city. In other words, get rid of them. See, they hated Christians because it turned the world upside down. That is what you and I want to do. Now, when you begin to think about that, here we are 2,000 years later. I want you to answer three questions. Number one, is the work of making disciples in all nations, including Brevard County and down in Sebastian, is that work finished? Okay, let me see. Okay, let's just... Okay, anybody listen to me. Is the work of making disciples in our world finished? Absolutely not. Now, what do you think about the condition of our... Hey, here's a second question. Have we turned our world totally right side up so everybody loves God and the morality is good and things are really great? Have we done it? No, No, we have not. In fact, I'm going to show you some stats today. We live in a little bubble, really. We don't get to see what's happening in the world. So take a look. Uh, First thing, I want you to write this down. This is a website you need to go to. It's called Worldometers, all one word, worldometers.info. Now, when you go there, I'm going to show you what you'll see. You're going to see about 150 statistics. I'm just going to show you about seven or eight. You're going to see about 150. It's live. It changes as you're watching it. It's such a fantastic view of what's happening in the world. But I want you to see... Here's what the, this is, when you when you look at it on your lap, iPad or whatever, it's going to be live. It changes instantly. Blah, 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 blah. But here we go. Number one, right now, current world population seven billion. As you watch it, it changes blah, 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 like crazy. Well, why does it change? How many births? Two hundred nineteen thousand people were born at this time yesterday in the world. Now, what's God's goal for them? Does He want any of them to come to Christ? How many of them? All of them. All of them. So far, on that day, 90,000 people died. Can you see what's going to happen to our population? Anybody have any idea? If you have a two and a half times people being born than die, guess what? Okay, now, let me ask you a question. Out of those 90,000 that died so far at that snapshot yesterday, if one was your uncle, your brother, your spouse, your child, 
and they didn't know God. Does that matter to you at all? Well, sure it does. Because people that aren't right with God don't go to heaven. See, that's the purpose of the Great Commission. 60, 90,000 people at that snapshot yesterday went into eternity. Now look at abortions. This year so far, more than 2 million abortions in our world. Murder, 2 million. Look at Google searches. How many did a Google search already today? Come and let me see your hand. I did some during the ser- between the services. Google searches, 2 billion. That's nothing. Look at you email idiots out there. Look at this. 105 billion emails. How many feel when you get up in the morning, you got them all? I feel like that. Oh, my goodness. Now, look at this. I put these two together for a reason. Watch this. How many people went to the bed last night hungry? Almost one billion people of the seven billion people didn't have enough to eat. Can we do anything about that? Yeah, we can. Spiritually, physically, whatever. I put the next number underneath that for a reason. Obese people in the world. Now, this isn't overweight, just, I mean, really obese. How many? Almost 600 million people. Something's wrong with those two pictures, isn't it? More than you could gorge and people that go to bed hungry. Now, look at today, all of us have had a safe drink of water. We didn't think about it, not a brain. Look here. 750 million people don't have a clean drink of water. That's why we work with Gospel for Asia to drill wells and lots of other people do it around the world. Now, we don't hear this anymore because of the homosexual agenda and all that stuff. Look at the number of HIV and AIDS infected people so far this year. 35 million people. You won't hear that. You just hear all the rest. And last... This is a scary one because it's going to come to Florida. It's already in Florida. But as what you just seen Colorado do, I'm afraid we're going to see all over the country. Marijuana is eventually going to be legalized. And not just for medical. Some of the medical things are amazing for kids and stuff. With, I mean, it's amazing things. But most of it is, is not going to be used for that at all. So how much has been spilled? $19 billion so far this year for illegal drugs. Now, I want to ask you a question. Why? Because every one of those people taking those illegal drugs is without purpose and meaning in their life. They're trying to fill life with some kind of meaning with all they know. Drugs, alcohol, whatever. It will never work. We have the answer. His name is Jesus. So as you begin to think about that today, uh, let me ask you the third question. Has this been fulfilled? And Jesus said it. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Has that ever happened? No, it has not happened. So why are we here? To finish the work God gave us to do. And it's not about just Brevard County. It's about the world and how God uses us to do just that. Now, 
two keys, lots of keys, but I'm going to show you what the disciples knew, and it's very simple for you and me today. How in the world did they do that in 30 years? Well, let me give you two. Ask, ask you to turn to John 15, if you will. John 15, and go down to verse 5. Jesus would teach his disciples principles that you and I need to learn. And here's one of the huge ones. When you get there, Jesus says this, John 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, in other words, a relationship as a believer, and I in him, together, he will bear much fruit. If you never underline this in the Bible, you need to. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, he's talking spiritually. He's talking spiritually. So would you say with me, all of our campuses, nice and loud, nothing. Say with me, nothing. So what can you and I do spiritually to, to turn our world upside down if, if, I, if I am operating uh, uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit? How much can I do? Say it with me, nothing. There's no kind of technology. It doesn't matter. what. Lots of great things are happening. We're on TBN now, and they're showing our teachings free, and lots of great stuff. Roku, all of the people, thousands of people watching. And I love all this stuff. But unless God's in it, we're never going to accomplish anything. So I want you to know this. You can't do this by yourself. I can't do it by myself. And you'll see how that works in a moment. Step up. We will never finish our ventures in our own strength. It will absolutely not happen. Nothing. Not our own wisdom, not our own strength. Nothing. Now remember, that's the key we told you last week. Life is not about where we're going, but about who we are going with. Now, if I try to strive in my own strength and wisdom... Nothing. That's why over the last few months, we did this whole series. We started with the first one. The person that has all wisdom. Wisdom is how to do life right. We have lots of knowledge. We have lots of knowledge. You can't Google wisdom. You just get knowledge. You don't know how to apply it. So where do we go for wisdom? You're going to see this about the third week in the book of James. If you lack wisdom, James right? ask and God will give it to you. So I have to ask God, where, how, who, what, your life is saying. Exactly. Wisdom. And and when I ask God, the next thing we talked about is, I have to listen up. Because he's going to speak to me. I had arranged this whole series differently. I I was going to finish the series. I was going to finish the series after the new year with with Speak Up. But back about mm, maybe October, God said, no, you you do the Speak Up earlier, and I want you to do step up after the new year. I I mean, the new year. I didn't really understand, but God did. So we have to listen. You have to listen. And you'll see this so clearly as I move on. Now, how do we listen? In the Old Testament, little Samuel, Samuel said this, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's a great mentality. Speak, Lord, because your servant, your servant, is listening. So first thing, Without him, say the key word. Without him, nothing. God has a plan for your life. It's an exciting plan. We may not see it right away. That isn't necessary. We just have to walk in obedience and faith to finish what God has called us to do. That means stepping up. 
Are you ready to take the next step no matter where it may take you? When you step up and finish what God has called you to do, then you will find purpose and fulfillment for your life. Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series the next time you join us. For those of you that like to have CD archives of Bible teachings, we'd like to offer you a CD of Pastor Mark's message from today. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5. This is only to cover the materials and shipping it takes for you to receive your CD. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option. Now, here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is MB555. And the title of this message is Step Up Unfinished. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is MB555, and the title of this message is Step Up, Unfinished. There is so much work to do in this world. God has so many opportunities for us. If He calls you to venture out, then He will give you the strength and the courage to finish every task He calls you to do. We can't finish our ventures in our own strength. We must rely on Him. Pastor Mark asks us if we're ready to start new ventures and finish well. He gives us the encouragement to take on these new ventures and finish. That's all coming up next time on Lessons for Living. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from this series entitled Step Up. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Lessons for Living.